Over the Barricade Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined as always by the deadliest catch himself, Lee Brando. What's up, Ryan? Not too terribly much. We are very close to what is generally one of the biggest weekends of the year if you're a professional wrestling fan. Even if you don't like WWE, WrestleMania weekend tends to bring out a lot of really good wrestling shows. Oh yeah, Orlando and the surrounding area is on fire right now with wrestling. You got Ring of Honor in Lakeland on Saturday. Uh, you've you've literally got like every name in indie wrestling is there. A lot of my friends are there, which is kind of depressing to me because I'm like, man, I really wish I could be there and enjoy it all with them. Um, but you got WrestleCon. Uh, there's there's like a Q&A with every member of the clique besides Triple H. Like, if if you're in that room, I want you to know how special that is. And that's probably going to be one of the greatest moments of your life. I uh, definitely wish I was there. Um, but did, did we say we're, we're here in Cheap Seat Studios right now? Yes, indeed. We are in Cheap Seat Studios. And you know what, Ryan? I'm a-okay with that. It's just as good as being in Florida because we are going to do some crazy kick-ass audio right here, right now. We're going to do a preview for WrestleMania 33, which have you seen the stage? I heard that the stage is a roller coaster. (laughs) That I'm not excited for. So you know how they put the canopy over the ring when it's in uh, open air? Oh, yeah. Yep. On top of the canopy is a giant ring, like with ropes and turnbuckles. It's crazy looking, so I'm excited for it. Are you working me right now? I'm not working you. Is this real? Yeah, it's it's like I they're probably twenty foot, twenty feet between the ropes or something like that, but uh, it, it it's it's huge. I I am currently looking this up because I am super intrigued. Yeah. If this is if this is indeed well, they put free. the Statue of Liberty on it. Uh, what four years ago? Mm-hmm. Uh oh yeah no I'm I am seeing the Statue of Liberty one. No good pictures just on the Google image search. So I guess I will look that up as we continue to move along. I heard about the roller coaster. I yeah the, I really oh, tried. You see it? Yeah I do. That looks really cool. Yeah. That's where I, the big show's gonna wrestle. <laughs> that's yeah. That's where they're having the battle royal and. It's going to suck to get eliminated. I just realized the WrestleMania thing looks like the Universal Globe. Yes. This is fabulous. I don't I don't even care about the roller coaster anymore. The rest of this looks great. You know, they, they, last time they were at the Scissors Bowl, they had a good stage also. I'm a fan of the WrestleMania stages, and I'm a fan of, like, if you go and you look at how they were almost non-existent. It was just a curtain at, like, the first WrestleMania. Right. Well, for a lot of the early WrestleManias, it was. Yeah, and then you know they started stepping it up, and then they had like the weird hexagonal entranceway for a while, and then it you w- had the one for WrestleMania Nine, which was they the, the Caesar's Palace, that. which they basically had to build that entire setup. Yeah, which is in- insane, and and they had to do a lot of that uh, last time they were in the Citrus Bowl, as if I remember. It's not a very modern or comfortable. Stadium. No, 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 no. The I know that um, Chris Jericho has said that he he was on that card, and he said, you know, I went to uh, I went there for like a, a Motley Crue show or something like that. He said it on one of the WWE DVDs, 
it went there for like a Motley Crue show like six months before that, and it was a dump. And then he goes for WrestleMania, and it looks like this nice new stadium, and then he goes back six months later, and it's a dump again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they put a ton of work into it, and I'm sure they're going to do it again. Uh, it's a very interesting stage, and I usually try to, like, avoid spoilers, but, you know, when I heard they were building a roller coaster, I was like, ah, I gotta kind of see this, see if it looks cool or not. And the roller coaster part, I'm positive it can't be functional, right? I mean... If it were, can you easily pick the first person or persons who would try and use it? New Day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Followed immediately by Shane McMahon jumping off of it onto AJ Styles. Do you think he's going to jump off of the giant ring that's on top of the canopy? I thought about that. I've, You know, maybe Styles is going to be on top of the canopy and Shane O'Mac's going to go up into the blimp, right? And then <laughs> just drop a big elbow off of it from the blimp and it'll just be like he'll just fall and fall and fall and then hit him and then everyone will be dead well what i do like is they they will get into this but on smackdown they were like you know you do know this is an oh no holds barred match if you leave the ring for 10 seconds you're gonna get counted out this is what we call a traditional match which will be interesting because i'm not sure how shane would do in that i mean he's i can't remember he's always been a bit of a brawler with uh a bit of a brawler that had a little bit of high flying in him yeah but like of all the shane mcmahon spots that you think of it's never there's always like a trash can over somebody's head or he's going through glass panels via kurt angle or trying to go through glass panels via kurt angle yeah welcome to concussion city yeah um so it'll be interesting and then you know if if it's a good match it's all like wow Good job, AJ. <laughs> like, like you did it. Nothing against Shane. I'm just how t- how astute is he at a traditional match? That's at, the question. Isn't he 46, 47 years old? That's true. So, but again, that's kind of the average age for this WrestleMania for the main card. That's very true, actually. Especially, is if there the Rock anybody makes an in their twenties that's on this card? Uh, maybe Can, the girls. Anybody? Any? Okay, that's a good point. That's a solid point. Many of the the women's wrestlers are in their 20s for yeah. the most part. Um, anybody, any of the men that are in this, are any of them? Is Mojo? Is Mojo the only one? <laughs> maybe. I. Yeah, I, I would have to look. Maybe American Alpha. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But certainly nobody in, now, like, the top six matches. Or, I, as I'm scrolling through and looking... I don't think there's anybody that's that is on the main card that's right. not in a women's match that's in their 20s. The only one who might be mainly cuz he looks like he's 47 is Baron Corbin. Right. Um but I don't know for sure. Yeah, so it's fitting that they're in Florida then, I guess. The America's retirement home. <laughs> um but so no, so we also had uh, and I don't know where it'll be, and I don't even know if you guys will ever get to hear it because it's kind of bad. Uh, but we just interviewed Killian McMurphy, the Shamrock Shooter. And that's where we should plug in, like, applause. Like, I don't... That's how it like, sounds when people clap. It would happen in real life, but I don't think it will happen here because it's just the two of us. We don't record in front of a live studio audience, and I don't have that kind of time to add it. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, so, But, again, I don't know if... You're, if you're listening, which you're probably not, uh, if you'll ever hear that, 
I believe I believe the line is, "Hi, Killian." <laughs> if you're listening, um, uh, we'll we'll see. I will do what I can to make sure that goes up. That it was the design was going to be an interview, and it just kind of turned into you two talking. I mean, kind of like talking shop, but even to the to the level that I couldn't even keep up with half of what you were talking about because it was hyper specific to yes. the Mid Atlantic wrestling scene. Which doesn't have mass appeal. I mean, it does in the mid-Atlantic. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if you want to call that mass. Um, That's true. Speaking of the mid-Atlantic wrestling scene, uh, I think what we did last week that worked relatively well, the first part of the show was more talking about uh, talking about the independent wrestling in our area, and then the back half was WWE. So I propose we do that again. Yeah. Even though we've spent most of the first 10 minutes discussing WrestleMania stage and but Shane WrestleMania McMahon. isn't like everyone's talking about it. Right. And yeah. I don't I don't necessarily disagree and we will come back to it. But I think one of the things that will make us a little bit more unique and Killian pointed this out himself and it's something that listening back to the podcast from last week, I also got a vibe on is we have something a little bit more unique in that beyond just fan and wrestler, we have a bit of an interesting uh, wrestling scene to talk about that is, you know, local, regional, and anywhere in the country you're going to have a bit of a regional wrestling, local wrestling scene. But there's so many promotions around here, and I just want to go back and talk about BCW, Baltimore Championship Wrestling, from last weekend. You were on that card. I was sitting front row, and... um we got a chance to, uh, you got a chance to be in, and I got a chance to watch Baltimore Championship Wrestling's very first card, their very first show as a promotion. And, of course, the headliner of that show was the Pope uh, Elijah Burke slash D'Angelo De Niro. Yeah, um, and it's always interesting being on a company's first show because, you know, you can plan and you can plan, and they did, but something's always going to go wrong and something did go wrong right off the bat uh which was interesting and i don't know exactly how much the fans picked up on maybe you could speak to that but we had no uh music no audio no microphones no nothing and the show was supposed to go on so there was like this hail mary just mix everything up and and just put something out there to entertain the people that are sitting there because we don't want them to get a bad first impression. We want to start off the night hot. Um, so that's where this battle royal came into play. And it, it, it was very interesting. Uh, now, again, they they handled it like pros. They, they fixed the situation. Uh, they had like a little intermediate patch of it, and then they got the problem fixed, and the show went on. And I think it was a very good show. I'm not going to say it was a very good first show because that sounds like you're giving it a handicap or something. I think if it was a first show or not, it was a very good show. And uh, I think everyone's really interested in seeing where this company goes. And I think what's cool about it is a lot of companies will have kind of names that come and go and just do one-off appearances. Uh, But I think the Pope, Elijah Burke, is really kind of 
he he's down. He's down with this promotion. He's down with Baltimore Championship Wrestling, and uh, I I didn't get a whole lot of time to talk to him before the show, uh, but he kind of addressed everybody after the show. And just seeing him talk and seeing his passion and all the knowledge that he was dropping on us uh, was awesome. Something that rarely comes from uh, the names on the show. I mean, sometimes it does, yes, but sometimes, you know, they're just there to do what they came there to do and get their money and sayonara. Uh, but the the Pope went way above and beyond uh, what he was expected to do. He put on a hell of a main event. Uh, against Fred Yehi of Evolve, and I'm really interested to see where that goes because anybody that's going to work with Elijah Burke is going to get better. Anybody that listens to Elijah Burke is going to get better, uh, let alone work with him. So I hope he sticks around for the long haul, um, and I think it's kind of headed that way. And now, as a fan hearing that, we're... It's a guy who's shows a lot of a lot of passion, as you said, has a love for the business, and to from what I can hear, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but not a guy who's coming in feeling like he's above all this. A guy who's very much a part of that locker room for that night, and whether he's off to wrestle somewhere else in the country the next day, or you know, it it doesn't really matter. He seemed like he ta- he took a very vested interest in not only the show itself but the guys around him. Yeah, definitely. And he's it's not like he I mean he's he's not young like in his 20s, but he's not old. 39. He's he 39. actually turned 39 the week of that show. I have his Wikipedia page up. <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan. Um but he's not old. He doesn't look 39. He doesn't wrestle 39. And so that I mean he's like the the greatest like he's like the perfect guy you would want the set of skills that he has the look that he has the charisma that he has he's the guy you want to kick off and launch your company with and if he sticks around which i have a feeling he will we know he will definitely be back for their next show uh i don't know if that's announced yet or not so i won't you know give any dates or venues or anything like that but be on the lookout for their next show and and when that happens and and we're pretty sure he'll be there that's definitely something that the uh, the fans of the mid-atlantic pro wrestling scene will want to see but to your to your early point there are a ton of promotions there's a ton of promotions in maryland virginia delaware new jersey pennsylvania oh my god um you know i i've wrestled at the monster factory the world famous monster factory uh and that is a crazy place um you know, so we, we have all this. You have beyond a little bit farther north. Uh, of course, Ring of Honor. We, the Baltimore Championship Wrestling's first show was in a building that Ring of Honor runs regularly, and I think they'll be there in a month or two. Um, so we have all of these neighboring promotions, and you have this crop of guys that I'm not sure if anywhere if any other region in the United States can really rival, not saying there's not guys out there in Texas, in the Midwest, in California, uh, not saying that there's not guys out there, but overall as a whole, the amount, the quantity of talent that is in the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic 
I don't think any other region in the U.S. can hold a candle to. So I think that's what makes it so special. And really, you know, we're just on the tip of the iceberg of it. And if you really dive into it, it's there's going to be some matches and there's guys that can do some things that blow away anything you're going to see on television. And it was it was a pretty good night overall. Back to it, the uh, BCW's first show, Urban Warfare, um, and interesting venue. Uh, actually, I think their venue was bigger than the. Uh, venue I went down to in Orlando for the NXT show. Just yeah. an interesting tidbit. Um, pretty well, pretty good setup all the way around. It had a nice a nice bit of room. I like the way that, that everything was set up. The one thing I did notice when we walked in, we noticed some of the issues that you referenced. The audio was pretty noticeable. Um, they had a, a, quote, pre-show match where there was no announcement. And at first it was like, oh, well, you know, they're just sending a couple of guys out to, you know, put together a match while people are waiting for the main for the show to start and come to find out I think it was more in the fact that there was no audio and they were trying to get everything squared away um that was Diaz uh against Drew Bronson yeah um I'm not I know that they wanted kind of to kick off the show uh with not necessarily like a pre-show thing or maybe it was supposed to be but definitely a lot different than how it actually came about and was portrayed I don't think um I don't think the promoters got really what they wanted for the first third of the show or maybe the first half of the show um but nonetheless I think everybody made the best out of the situation which is uh which is pretty crazy because like you would never do that right in any other entertainment you would never do that you would never say like oh our guitars and our amps aren't working so we're just gonna do acapella for you guys for a few minutes or um, something like none of the lights are working on stage. So we're going to start this play in a different way than we've planned and we've rehearsed to start this play. And uh, eventually we'll get back into the how the play actually goes and hopefully it'll all work at the end. Like n- you're never going to see that. And I doubt you'll ever see that on a bigger wrestling stage. So and it, it's not bad. It's interesting, and it's cool. I love that. I love seeing artists make art, especially when they're way out of their comfort zone. And I think pro wrestling is a very, not basic, but it's a very raw, it's a very you know primal form of art. And um, to see that and to see guys come together and work together to make the best out of the situation is a really cool cool thing and I think that uh, if you're listening which you're probably not (laughs) you should check out your local independent whether it's Baltimore Championship Wrestling Adrenaline Championship Wrestling 302 Rampage whatever it is just go and support it because you're going to see things that you're not going to see anywhere else I can guarantee you that yeah and the one I think the one misnomer now you have Guys at different points of their careers, guys who have had very interesting kind of, um, I guess careers is the best way to put it, but just because they're at a local show doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad wrestler. There's any number of reasons a guy's on a show, but just because you're in a, you might be in a gym watching these guys perform, or you might be in a community center, or whatever the case might be, there's a lot of talent and creativity being put on display, and one of the interesting things too is it's 
it's one of the few forms of entertainment that you can be kind of a, a, a casual fan where you can just come and that's what you want to do to spend an evening and just enjoy being in the, in the atmosphere. Or you can just be a hardcore fan and really know a lot about what's going on in front of you and you know nobody makes anybody feel like you shouldn't be here or whatever the case might be, at least not once you walk through those doors. No, and that's the thing. It's like if you want to submerse yourself in the world of wrestling, you can, and it's welcome. But again, like you said, if you just want to enjoy the athleticism and maybe some of the comedy and stuff like that, because it's a variety show at its core. You know, not every, no two matches are the same. And, you know, if, even from one night to another, I know I've done it. I've been a heel on a Friday and a baby face on a Saturday. So, and a lot of the same people were at those shows, you know? So it's, you're always going to see something unique and different. And I totally agreed. It just because it's an indie show, that's not a bad word. That's not like the the Pope isn't wrestling for Baltimore Championship Wrestling because he did something wrong. No, he's elevating that promotion. He's he's legitimizing that show. And if you don't believe me, go back and find some house shows from the WWF in the mid-90s. They're in high school gyms. They're in bingo halls. You know, this ECW emerged from bingo halls, right? That's the, that's the slogan, right? So this is how wrestling is performed. You know, we, there's not comedy clubs. There's not, you know, um, local theaters or anything like that for wrestling. It's these random places, like we were talking about last week, the Delaware Agricultural Museum. Uh, this time it was at the William J. Myers Pavilion, which is like an indoor soccer field. Um, you know, there's fire halls and, uh, you know, just wherever you can put a ring, you know, whether it's outdoor, indoor, whatever. It's this is our stage. This is our comedy club. This is our, you know, amphitheater. And we're going to do what we do here for you and block out the rest of the world. Pay attention to the show allow yourself to be entertained you know wrestling as a whole gets a hang-up because people just want to cast it off because it's fake right that's everyone's favorite insult about wrestling well newsflash everything that you like and to watch is fake you don't stand up during the first four minutes of star wars and go this is fake they're not in space there's not anti-gravity you know this none of this makes sense this this is fake you know and walk out of the theater no because then you'd miss what a wonderful experience star wars is and the story that's within that and wrestling is no different um besides the fact that you know when they fight in a movie they're a lot safer than we are so i and that's not what i'm trying to sell it for like a lot of people I guess when they go to see NASCAR or something, they want to see a crash. Not me. You know, if you're coming to wrestling, don't come because somebody might actually get hurt. Yes, that's a possibility, but that's not what should entertain you. What should entertain you is how well we work together, how, um, you know, authentic we make the fight and the story feel to you. And sometimes it's done better than others, and some people do it better than others. Um, so... You know, you can become the judge of that, but don't just cast it off because it's fake. That's uh, that's not giving it a fair chance. 
Alright, so from that, let's get into a little bit more of the specifics of that BCW show. Um, interesting start to it. Obviously, we mentioned the sound wasn't exactly working at the very beginning. Um, and they uh, got started the actual show with uh, a battle royal. And I bring this up specifically because you were in that battle royal. Yes, Ryan, I was, and uh, I, I didn't do very well. I kind of got distracted. Um, I will say I think you might I, – I'm, I'm a little biased, but I'm pretty sure you had the moment of the entire Battle Royal, at least one of the most memorable moments of the entire Battle Royal. Well, I won't claim that for myself, but if anyone wants to, they can, they're certainly welcome to. Claimed. Um, so – we go out there, and uh, right as the battle royal is supposed to begin, this guy named Mitch Vallon stops the battle royal from beginning. And he claims that this is the first show for BCW. This is his first show for BCW, obviously. And he's not going to start it with that ring bell. Speaking about the bell that just rang. And he picks up his personal ring bell, who he's named Mel, and gives it a ring. And we learn that Mitch has an emotional, romantic attachment to this bell. It's very strange. Um, because I'm not sure if he's crazy or uh, or crazy. I don't know what it would be. But he loves this bell. Um, so the Battle Royal is going on. And um, I just decide, you know, that... If he loves this bell so much, maybe I'll toss it out of the ring. Maybe he'll go after it and eliminate himself. So I I pick up the bell. I let him know that the bell is in my hands now. You know, the bell is, is my property, so to speak. And I toss it over the ring and I eliminate it. Uh, but what I didn't anticipate is that he was so mad that he, he did eliminate himself, but he took me with him. Um... So I didn't. I was unsuccessful in winning the battle royal. I tried to. Uh, I guess I outsmarted myself in that one. Always uh, gotta, always gotta worry about the man fighting for his uh, woman's or Belle's honor. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I I just want Mitch to know that this isn't over. You know, you eliminated me from the battle royal, and then afterwards. You uh you gave me a few kicks to the to the back of the head. I saw that actually. And so you crossed the line, Mitch. It wasn't me that crossed the line by touching Mel. You crossed the line, Mitch, and now you're going to have to pay for it and BCW management is investigating the uh the acts that you did post elimination. So just sleep tight and uh hold Mel while you can because in lieu of pressing charges, I might just uh, settle out of court, so to speak, with a little exchange of property. But we'll see what happens. Well then, the things that go on behind the scenes that you may not even know about. Um, anyways, the, uh, the Battle Royal uh, wraps up. Got a couple of, got an immediate match. Right out of the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. As uh, Mac Mayhem won the Battle Royal, Drew Bronson comes out, claims that uh, that contract that Mac Mayhem just won should be his. And in one of the shortest independent wrestling matches I've seen to date, 
Mac Mayhem dismisses uh, Drew Bronson with submission. And, uh, of course... Yeah, you don't want to mess with Mac. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have uh, gone out and run my mouth. I guess he thought that maybe he was, you know, worn out from the Battle Royal, but, you know, as we found out, he was incorrect. Followed up by South Philly's Finest taking on the gun show of uh, Mason Walls and Jeff Wayman. South Philly's Finest might have been the most despised heels that evening. You know, uh, I like them. <laughs> I can't. I like those guys. But I like the gun show, too. So, you know, I was a little torn, but, you know. I, I enjoyed watching them work. It was uh, it was a good match too, actually, pretty enjoyable overall. Uh, I have never seen. Uh, let me make sure I get this name right because it's not exactly short. Black Piranha Havoc Shade before. I think that's right. <laughs> I think I'm. I think I'm saying this right. If it's not right, he can come on and correct it. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine if he would like to come on. That was. The most one of the more interesting getups I've seen in quite a while. He, um, for those of you who don't know, he comes out in a vest that has a shark fin on the back, um, or I guess that's a piranha fin. I'm what? Do piranhas have fins? I mean, I they're fish. I would assume so. <laughs> I should know. I, this I should not know more nautical person. things than you. You should yeah. know this by now. I should know it all. Um, a juggernaut who fits the description. He's a big dude. Um, I got to see Ty Awesome for the first time. Yeah. Uh. Lots of flips, lots of lots of aerial maneuver. Yeah, he does. Uh, he does those flips, man. He likes them. Here's the thing about Ty Awesome. <laughs> He's wrestled that way since I've met him. How long have you known Ty Awesome? <sighs> you you two have uh, kind of worked the same circles for a while. Yeah. So when I when I first met him, he was doing like. I don't want to say backyard, but I think the federation was literally called Backyard Wrestling Federation. <laughs> um, he was doing that, and there was a there was a crop of guys there, and I showed up, and I just left Dory Funk Jr.'s school, and now I'm back in Maryland, and I show up because I hear there's a ring and there's like a wrestling promotion, and when I get there, I'm like, uh, this isn't this isn't what I thought it was gonna be. Um, but Ty's there and I, I'm kind of working in the ring with everybody, but I work with Ty and I'm like, Oh shoot, this guy actually has, you know, something like this guy is actually good. (laughs) You know, not that everyone else was bad. It was something about Ty. You could tell he was a natural. So I told him, I was like, man, don't hang around this place for too long. And I told a few other guys that, and actually him and one other guy, came over with me to start training for a you know legitimate pro wrestling company in Delaware and the one guy that came with him he had a great look great body chiseled right but just didn't want to be coached didn't want to hear that what he was doing wasn't correct and didn't want to change his ways and he didn't last very long and you know, I've never seen that guy on a show. I see Ty Awesome on a lot of shows. But my my point is, Ty Awesome has wrestled that way for as long as I've known him, which is like two years or something like that. And I see where it has helped him. But I think, I think it bites him in the ass more than it helps him sometimes. And I think that might have happened a little bit at Baltimore Championship Wrestling. Well, he did do a... Um pretty big dive from the top rope i 
honestly, I wish I had taken better photos of this because it, it did look really cool. Yeah. But it obviously helped to uh, remove him from the equation to an extent. Um, it was a fatal four-way match. Juggernaut wins. Of course, uh, the almighty Reverend Ace Dallas was also in that. And I've never seen Ace Dallas before live either. And um, interesting guy, to say the least, from the little bit I could see. Yeah, there's a lot of good characters on this show, wasn't there? Absolutely. I it I've never I it's been a long time since I've since I've been actively called a sinner so fervently from somebody across a barricade from me. Now, that probably has a different effect on you cuz you're like religious. I don't want to get into that too much, but see me that wouldn't bother me at all. I'd be like, "Oh, yeah. Yeah, give it to me." <laughs> I went to Catholic high school, so this yeah. means something different to me. Yeah. Um I didn't say I went by choice. Um, anyways, we're just going to keep on moving from there. Uh, uh, Mr. Grimm taking Mr. on Grimm. TJ Sykes Which, in what was a pretty long match. All the matches were relatively quick, all things considered. The Battle Royal was a bit long, um, you know, in comparison. But there were like 20 guys or something like that. Naturally, yeah. So not everybody had a very long Battle Royal. Right. Um, but... Mr. Grimm and TJ Sykes come out and have, uh, well, Grimm comes out and immediately gets attacked. They go back and forth for a while. Um, Grimm hits what I can only, I don't know what Grimm's finisher is called, but I know it's off the top rope and it looks vicious. Is it, is it a tombstone? No. Um, I didn't see the finish of the match. I saw the open and I saw a lot of the spots in the middle, but something happened and I didn't see the end. What I will say, though, side note, is the audio started working right for this match, which is perfect. Grimm has some really good entrance music. Yes, because Grimm's, Grimm's theme song is is on point. If you haven't heard of uh, the Hitman for Hire, Mr. Grimm, go look him up on Facebook. It's well it's well worth it. He's an interesting guy to, to, uh, to go see at a live show, for sure. Yeah. I've seen him twice now, actually. Where was the first time in uh, ACW? ACW back in October. Oh, yeah. He was... uh, Oh, that's where he uh, fought Sonny Boy. Yes. From which you may know from WWE, from the New Day. Yes, from the... the, I don't know if anybody remembers this gag that wasn't at this ACW show, (laughs) but this was... uh, He was... uh, Sonny Boy was in the crowd at a WWE show on Raw, and... He's wearing the New Day shirt, and New Day grabs him out of the crowd, pulls him into the ring, and he's like, uh, they're like, so what's your name? Sonny Boy. No, really, what's your name? Sonny Boy. And it was a full, like, ten-minute bit. Yeah. And they made him an honorary member of the New Day, and this was, like, right after that. This was within a couple of weeks after he showed up on Raw, and he was there and wrestled Mr. Grimm, which was such a stark contrast, Mr. Grimm and Sonny Boy little different tones to their characters but uh they had a good match but tj sykes and mr grimm had a had a brawl they they were not pulling any punches um so definitely like this whole show go back and watch once it gets put online it's well worth it there's a few matches up including uh the next match which was 410 massive taking on the millennials and of course one half of the millennials killian mcmurphy who we had on for that mysterious interview earlier um, we may, may not hear. post. We may not post. We we might have Killian on again, so we can have a legitimate interview with him. I'd say we recorded like thirty minutes, yeah. of which maybe one minute 
is usable and won't get us any heat. And I'm pretty sure it's only the last minute where he's promoting the next couple <laughs> of shows. Oh, I am happy to have Killian back on. He he took my WWE questions in stride. Yeah. Um, he uh, He's a big Brock Lesnar fan. Brock Lesnar. If, and Braun Strowman. Yes, very much so. Um, so we heard. Um, but uh, the Millennials come out and pointing out they identified as the Baltimore Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions, Robbie Radke and uh, Killian McMurphy. And there are no Baltimore Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions at this point. They just decided to be them. They identify as them, and I think we should all respect that. I guess that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, trans, this, trans champion rights. That's that's a good point. They are indeed the trans champions. So, um, but four ten massive did win, but because uh, you're not you're not a champion by choice, you're born that way. Yeah, the millennials are still the Baltimore Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champions. That's true, and if you watch closely. Uh, the referee does count one, two, three, while Robbie Radke is pinning one half of four ten massive. That's a good point. That is a good point, and you can go back and you can watch that. There are pictures of that actually up on our Facebook. Let's if you want to catch any pictures from this show, by the way, I was able to get a few pictures uh, from this show. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Barricade Show. A uh, couple more matches to get through. Tanner Reynolds uh, takes. Uh, Excuse me, beats. Uh, I have it listed as Jason Gory on here, but that's definitely not his ring name. <laughs> uh, Gory is what I call him. Uh, so I think that's his ring name. Is that his ring name? <laughs> I think so. Maybe I think his I real just... name's Paul. Maybe we shouldn't be saying this. Uh, <laughs> I well, since we've already uh, sorry, Jason. Sh- since we've already shot on it, this match. It made me mad, but it definitely made the two guys that were involved in it mad because, uh, you know, it's a contact sport. And, you know, uh, Tanner Reynolds got busted open. And, uh, you know, because we're, are, we are where we are, uh, the match didn't go on as long as they had planned. Uh, due to that and that's kind of bs you know you would you you can't uh, you can't regulate someone who is performing a performance art you know that's just not right we're not doing anything you know i'm not even one to say like if if there was nudity that should be regulated. like i'm one of those weird freedom people and i think if you're doing your passion and everyone came to that building specifically to watch wrestling there's sometimes people bleed when wrestling sometimes people get hit in the face and get busted open and that's what happened if i may play devil's advocate there were plenty of children in the crowd whose parents may not have wanted to see that and if you're the one that's kind of making those types of decisions i can see where that might have gone you know, you might pull that match a bit shorter than you originally thought it might go. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got their opinion on it. Um, I think that there's definitely a place for it in wrestling. I don't think every match should have it. And I certainly think that if it's not planned, if it happens, you know, quote-unquote, the hard way, 
then really what can you do about that? It's an accident. Well, yeah, essentially. Maybe maybe it'll scare the children from trying maneuvers at home because they'll go, oh. You mean like there's old WWE, don't try it at home? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, as someone who has a vast collection of uh, WWE home video products on my shelf over here that are from about the same three-year period, it's seeing that same one repeatedly with Hardcore Holly having a large laceration in his back. He just, that's enough. We don't have to keep seeing that. (laughs) Is that the one where all I remember is, I think, I don't know if it replayed or something, but I was falling asleep one night and just over and over again I heard, trainers, EMTs, referees down, trainers, EMTs, referees down. Which is in that clip. I have no idea. Uh, anyways, uh, so a couple more matches. Let's skip right to the main event, which was uh, Elijah Burke becoming the first ever Baltimore Championship Wrestling heavyweight champion. So I would assume he would come back then if he yeah. is the champion. Oh, no, He's definitely coming back. I should rephrase that. He's definitely coming back. I just want him to be around for a long time, you know? Um because he was he was very helpful, uh, you know he's very educational to be around. So hopefully, and it, you know, and from a less selfish perspective, I think the fans really enjoyed that match because it was it was a heck of a match. Fred uh, Yehai isn't anybody to shake a stick at either. You should go see some of his stuff uh, online and stuff. So, all right, so that was our weekend. Um, getting through those shows, um, or that particular show, just the one this this past weekend. But this coming weekend, plenty of wrestling shows to go to. You should absolutely try and check some of your local wrestling shows out. Yeah, are any uh, are any promoters running Sunday night? I think just the one. Just, I mean, maybe there's somebody somewhere that's going to try run counter-programming to WrestleMania, but I'm pretty sure McMahon's got that one spooked solid. Which is crazy, because at any given week, there's, you know, probably 50 to 100 to 150 independent wrestling shows happening on a weekend. And on this weekend, there's a ton, but at on Sunday night, there's one wrestling show happening in the whole country, and probably the whole world, for that matter. So I mean... I, uh, uh, not necessarily. With they could run. Sense. They could run shows in Japan on Sunday night and have no problem. That's I don't know true. if there's a New Japan show that might be running like twelve hours beforehand. Maybe. I mean, it's possible. Um, but so that was the independent wrestling in our area for this past weekend. Um, let's spin it to next weekend. This coming weekend, a couple days from now, WrestleMania season gets started. Well, get started. Gets finished because we'll be at WrestleMania. That was a wonderful segue I just botched. What What's funny is they always say the road to WrestleMania as if it's like a dead end street, you know? Like, what happens after WrestleMania? Do you have to, like, back, go backwards and reverse up over the road that you just came down? Well, the road to WrestleMania, but then when it ends, you just blast through the guardrail into Raw the next night fly off the edge of a cliff which is essentially what wrestlemania raw is that's true um that'll be really interesting this year because 
now, since we're back in the brand split era, this is the first time you're going to have WrestleMania Monday and Tuesday where they're both live. Yeah. Does that take away from, from Raw a little bit, do you think? No, I don't think so because I think Raw is, has the heavy hand in this WrestleMania. You look at, you know, most of the big marquee matchups are on the Raw side of things. Not to say SmackDown doesn't have any, but, you know, you think about Lesnar, Goldberg, Undertaker, Reigns, Jericho, Owens, the women's four-way elimination match, the triple threat ladder match for the tag team titles, and the list goes on. You know, I mean, they even have the Cruiserweight title match on the pre-show. So I think it's a very raw, heavy-handed, so I think you're still going to get that same reaction. I'd be more worried about SmackDown because I don't know if everyone that planned their vacation, because there's a lot of international fans, which is kind of what gives it such a flavor. Um, I don't know if they planned into their vacation Tuesday and Wednesday to to be able to go to the SmackDown show. Do we know where those are? Are they in Orlando and Tampa? That's usually where they run when they're in that area. Uh, SmackDown will also be at the Amway Center in Orlando. So, so Raw and SmackDown are both at the Amway Center and yep. the Hall of Fame. Correct, which I think makes a lot of sense. If you're WWE, it makes the most sense. Don't try and travel after Monday. Just stay there for Tuesday. You're going to sell that building out. I mean, I if I was going down there, I would probably go from, like, Friday through Tuesday and come back Wednesday. Yeah. And just stay for everything, if you can get tickets to everything. Yeah. And, and that's if you're just doing WWE. There's an ROH show down there. Um, was it Supercard of Honor is down there? Am I wrong in, in saying that? I think Supercard of Honor, yeah. Supercard of Honor is down there. I know, um, I think Progress is running a show down there. Uh, I know Evolve is running a show down there. Obviously, NXT is on Saturday. WCPW is running a show down there. There's plenty of people running shows down there that are coming yeah. from all over the place. Not to mention WrestleCon, which has, like, every name in the book. Right. So, no shortage of wrestling. Um, before we get into uh, before we get into WrestleMania, I want to take a quick swing in NXT, which I don't know if there's some sort of in-joke, but every time we bring up NXT, somebody goes, it's the best indie. No, no, no. It's my favorite indie. What is... Can you explain this? Is that going to get you... Is that going to cause problems? No, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> it's just like... It's like saying Yoshi is my favorite Pokemon. It's just like somebody that wants to sound cool and sound like they know what they're talking about around wrestlers, uh, but doesn't really get it. They would say NXT is my favorite indie. When it's clearly not. Right. If you If you want me to tell you the joke, it's clearly not. No, but it's know, kind of run a little bit like an indie, it's, but yeah, it's it's run like an older school WWE show. It's yeah. booked more old school, um, which some would say better. But I, as a person, as personal opinion would go, I would say better. Yeah, but obviously, but, you know, it, part of it, that, I get, I just their their system works for what I enjoy watching. So. That's just me. Everybody has their alternative to typical WWE, Raw, SmackDown type programming. I don't mind NXT. I like the characters. I think they're pretty well developed for the most part. Yeah, and I heard they got some TNA names on the show, so 
It's Impact Wrestling. Now. Uh, they sh- they have some Impact Wrestling uh, names. I on mean, they the, were TNA the with back in the days. <laughs> they have some uh, New Japan names on the show coming in to do that indie. So it should be good. It should be a good night. It should be a hot crowd. <laughs> um, let's go through that card. It's only five matches. Um, Which is another thing. Like they keep it short and sweet, and I kind of wish. You know, it's a double-edged sword because I kind of wish more indies, not that NXT is an indie, but more Other indies did that. actual indies? Actual indies would run a little bit shorter, a little bit fewer matches because then I think then you could run more frequently. You wouldn't tire the crowd out. The crowd would stay hot the whole time. You know, you don't take a long intermission. You get in, you get out, and it's entertainment. And five matches could still be two hours. It could certainly be an hour. Well, yeah, it certainly could be. I mean, that just depends, too, on who you've got booked and what, you know, what they're willing to do or what they're able to do, I should say. I think most wrestlers are just about willing to do anything. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there are three title matches on this NXT card. Ty Dillinger, Roderick Strong, Noah Jose, Ruby Riot. This is not a title match. I segued that terribly. Take on Sanity. And remember last week when I said, I don't know who Ruby Riot, what her ring name was beforehand? Wait, 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 wait. I want to see if I can guess it because I think I looked it up. Hold on. Because Ruby Riot's a good name. Ruby Riot's a pretty solid name. She's got good music, too, by the way. And she's not too bad on the eyes, but that's like a weird thing six year olds say, so. <laughs> I take it back. Would you Would you like to guess at her name? Yes, I'm guessing. I'm doing my thinking face. Give me a hint. Give me a small hint. Well, we said last week that it was Lovelace was her last name. Heidi. Was yep. I right? Did I get th- I you, got that last week? You did week. get it right. See, you've tricked me, and you thought I didn't get it last week, but I did. No, I didn't trick you. I, I told you I thought you were right. No. <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen to the show. Or if you listen to the show. I was still unsure. I didn't believe you initially, but I felt like you were a lot closer than I was. And apparently but you were. Ruby Riot is a good name, too. Ruby Riot's a solid name. I've seen her wrestle. She was at that NXT show that I went to. Yeah. She, uh, like, you know, cool in real life. I wouldn't know. I didn't talk to her. It's you didn't w- talk to her, man? It's a WWE show. It's an indie. There's no, there's no gimmick table, at least not run by the actual wrestlers. They don't go and sell their T-shirts? That's the true— Who do you think this is, PWG? <laughs> that's the true indie marker right there. That's that's what separates indies from from the main show. WWE indies? Yeah. Um, if, you're, if they're on the ring curtain, ring apron, selling their own shirts, then it's an indie. So if they're the young bucks, yeah, I'm just I am just just the worst kind of mark sometimes. <laughs> what are, um, you, are you anti young buck? No, I I love the young bucks because there's a lot of guys that are typical, very typical mark in that you know somebody who's trying to seem like they know a lot about hmm. you know all things wrestling, independence, and everything. And what do I do? I name one of the most popular. And most well-known non-WWE people I can think of, which right. is the Young Bucks. But I also do this for mass appeal, because I know most people listening probably know who the Young Bucks are. And they probably think now that we're making fun of them. 
<laughs> but we're not. Those the young people? bucks are good. Or but the young bucks no, themselves? there's a lot of people in the business. There's a lot of boys that don't like the young bucks because they think that like their psychology is. Can we say that? No, we really can't. <laughs> now I have to mark it. Why did you do that? At least I didn't repeat it by saying, can I say? No, don't stop it. Stop it right now. See, what happened was I got too comfortable, and this conversation went from a podcast to a conversation. I forgot we were podcasting. My bad. No, conversation is good, just like conversation you'd have in front of somebody you don't want to curse in front of. But see, there's nobody I don't want to curse in front That's of. That's me. That's me when but, we're down here. But I don't feel that way towards you. When you're in Cheap Seat Studios, you keep it PG, man. <sighs> okay. We'll, we'll keep it PG in, in the language itself. Maybe not always the content. Is that okay? You're yawning. Awesome. I am yawning because I'm thinking of, <laughs> will iTunes really find it? Probably not, but I want to... I have family that listens to this. Oh, I'm sorry to Ryan's family. <laughs> Did that sound sincere? Not even in the slightest. Um, Alistair Black makes his debut. Alistair Black, of course, more commonly known as Tommy End. Um, Who is he fighting? Andrade Cien Almas. Mm. Um, who is, on his Wikipedia page, is still La Sombra. <laughs> which, like, he's been Andrade long enough that he shouldn't still be La Sombra on his Wikipedia page, but that's just me. Um, anyways, interest uh, debut there. The Triple Threat Tag Team Elimination Match, because it's all about Triple Threat Tag Team Matches for Championships. The yeah. Authors of Pain uh, take on DIY and The Revival. I am actually curious... At all interested in this match? Who do you think might win this match? Give me something. So, what do you think of Gargano and Ciampa being a I tag like team in NXT? I like it, but I don't know. It. So, like, the whole landscape of the tag team division in NXT changed. They took out, you know, they took out uh, American Alpha, and I feel like they took out another one. Well,. So the Vaude villains came up not long before that. Right. And just before them was Enzo and Cass. This has all been in the last year. Right. The American Alpha came up with the brand split. So over the course of about three months, the entirety of that tag team picture around last year's WrestleMania was gone. Right. And that's the thing, because I think that, like, the matches that American Alpha and Revival had were amazing. And I think that they kind of had revival as like the final boss so to speak of the tag team division and now they have the authors of pain and that works but that only works if every other tag team is face which it's not so you have two heel tag teams and one baby face tag team in this match and i just don't see how that all works together i would imagine this works in such a way that the revival can show up on smackdown next week that would be good. I have a feeling that's where we're headed because of the three teams, they make the most sense to make the jump. And I also think they probably transition relatively do you well. Think that, um, do you think that NXT, in, like maybe not a championship, but do you think they should have like a yearly tournament where if you win the tournament, you get caught up from that? That's an interesting idea. Maybe that would be, you, you could always tie that into the Dusty Classic. 
the well, tag I mean, team that comes that up too. Because well, think about the dynamic. Now we're falling into some fantasy booking here, but running with your point, tag team tournament. What would it make those guys who've been down in NXT for a while want to work in strange partnerships? A chance to get called up. So yeah. just because you win the tag team classic and you get called up doesn't necessarily mean you have to stay a tag team. That's true. So you could have interesting combinations of people, that weird dynamic maybe between a Ty Dillinger and Eric Young working together kind of means to an end. Yeah. This is way off track. WWE would never do this, but I think it would but be I don't really think... interesting. Or even like at their one of their takeover shows, like maybe the takeover before Mania or Royal Rumble or SummerSlam like have the, the one of the main matches instead of being for a title being the winner goes to a brand of their choice. That would be an interesting idea. I don't know if you could do that every year cuz you're really kind of banking on kind Having of somebody. putting somebody out and then how how often would then a guy or somebody be held back a little bit longer than they should just so they could fit into that. I don't know, but then you got to think like it's not always like we see the Samoa Joes and the Kevin Owens and like it's not always that though when you get caught up. Sometimes you become Tyler Breeze. Sometimes you become Sami Zayn, unfortunately. Samoa Joe might be a little early to keep him out of that conversation. Yeah, I mean what what what's interesting is he doesn't have a WrestleMania spot. Which can only mean, I would assume, that he's going to show up in the Triple H-Seth Rollins match. But that, like, cheapens it. You yes, know? it does. Absolutely, it cheapens it. Um, I thought that... Uh, I thought either Finn was going to come back, and I actually thought Finn versus Strowman would be a good match. That would be different. Uh, but I thought maybe Finn versus Samoa Joe, but I guess there just wasn't enough time for them to make that match. I it's already a pretty full card. Yeah, what is it, like 22 matches or something? 47, somewhere in that neighborhood. I don't know. Uh, We'll get there in a second. Um, Asuka, who is currently champion, taking on Ember Moon, who has one of the coolest finishers that I've seen in a while on WWE programming. Um, She does that, the Eclipse, which is she gets on the top rope and basically jumps down like from an overcastle into a stunner, Hmm. which... She had it. She had it in the independence, and it, she called it the O face. So naturally, we cannot continue to use that name <laughs> on WWE programming. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean the Eclipse, same thing. Well, and she's Ember Moon. It works out. Yeah. Um, Oscar probably headed to to the main roster in the very immediate future. Is the assumption? Do you put her on SmackDown or do you put her on Raw? <sighs> Probably SmackDown, Smackdown probably needs it more, but I Nikki think she'd do... I think Asuka would do better on Raw. I mean, I would like to see her on Raw because Both. I feel like, you know, I I would enjoy her and Charlotte and all that. I feel like if you look at... So you look at the two championship pictures. I think it's she's much more interesting on Raw because no matter who comes out champion at WrestleMania, she's going to have good matches with. So, with SmackDown, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. And I think she's kind of got... I almost feel like more over-the-top personalities are better suited on Raw. 
and I think she matches that. That's part of the reason I think Shinsuke is probably going to end up on Raw, but I could very easily see him go to SmackDown because he's just a really good worker, and he can put together really good matches, and he doesn't have to talk as much on SmackDown. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I I just hate the fact that the divisions that don't have a lot of substance are split. Like, the women's division should be on one show, and the tag should be on the other show, or maybe the women's champion there should just be one, and she goes between both shows. I, Which is what I thought they should have done in the first place, but oddly enough, I think SmackDown's title picture for most of the last year has looked more interesting, even though Raw has put out better matches, and I think their characters are somewhat better. Yeah, I mean, for the bottom end of the card, I would say Raw. For the top end, I don't know. You know, AJ Styles has really been putting on some of the greatest matches of his career. At just the right time. Yeah. All right, so let's rapid fire. my NX, The NXT conversation didn't quite go the way I expected. So, um, Did we get to the main event? <laughs> no, we didn't because we never really made a prediction. Um, all champions keep their title. Aleister Black wins, and uh, Ty Dillinger and that crew go over Sanity. That's my, that's my prediction. Uh, yes. Okay. Let's... Rapid fire through. I need a winner from these matches. Is this WrestleMania? This is WrestleMania. Okay. We're going to go through the whole card, even the kickoff matches. Okay. But we're going to do this rapid fire. I need a winner, and I need a reason. Okay. All right. WWE Cruiserweight Championship match. Champion Neville takes on A-double Austin Aries. Aries. Why? Like, how does he do it? No, No, not how. But why do you think Aries wins? Because he's hot right now. He's He's got great promos, and that division needs some lifeblood, and he really hasn't entered it yet, you know? If he's the champion, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of heel cruiserweights, like him and Tony Nese would be cool, him and uh, Drew Gulak would be cool to watch, and him and Neville, I think you can get a lot of mileage out of that. And if he's champion, then there's kind of a reason to watch 205 Live. I think Neville wins. They want a champion that's going to last a little while. I I don't know. I don't disagree with you. I think you made very fine points, and I actually wouldn't mind seeing Aries win. I wasn't expecting him to come out and be a face, and I very much like him as a face. He's good at everything. He's just good. He's the greatest. He's, he's the greatest man that's ever lived. The fourth annual Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Just just give me a name. That's all I care about here. Braun Strowman. Mojo Rawley. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I can just picture it. You think? Rob Gronkowski is in the crowd, buddies with Mojo Rawley, and Mojo celebrates the victory with Gronk behind him. I don't know. I think that they're still trying to uh, put some steam behind Strowman. Shaq comes in, eliminates Strowman. Calling it. <laughs> <laughs> Raw Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Ladder Match. Gallows and Anderson, your champions, the Good Brothers. Enzo take on Enzo Amore and Big Cass, Cesaro and Sheamus. I think Enzo and Big Cass win, even though I'd like to see Gallows and Anderson retain. Uh, I think Enzo and Cass win because it's just, you know, that that pop that they're going to get and having 70,000 people say their catchphrases along with them. I think that's what WWE is really going for, and uh, 
you know they want they want to i think it's time they waited long enough they haven't ever held the raw titles they haven't ever held championship titles that's true yeah now that i think about it so i think it's time i think they've earned it i don't think it's too soon uh could they wait longer yes but i think it's it's a good time i agree and i also uh do you think Enzo is going to actually work his way down the whole ramp as he's saying the saying his catchphrases, or do you think he's going to just do all of it right at the top, and then we're going to have to talk? They're going to have to walk down and hear how you doing the entire way down. Um, I th- actually think they'll probably get a special entrance because there's so much behind their entrance, and they want it to be big. Maybe they'll bring back the little uh, wrestling ring carts. The golf cart, like they had at Royal Rumble, perhaps, and they'll, theirs will just have, like, leopard print on it. Yeah. They're going to bring back that one Snoop had at, like, WrestleMania 24. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's the right area. Um, <laughs> at, by the way, I think that's the kickoff for the actual, like, main card. Have they announced match order yet? Do we know? It's. I'm just going off of WWE's website, and honestly, this... This... Uh, order kind of makes a lot of sense for what I think they could do. Yeah, they usually like kicking off with like a ladder match or something like that. Some kind of gimmicky match, and if it's not going to be the Battle Royal, it might as well be that match. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match, uh, they're still listing it. Champion Alexa Bliss defends against all SmackDown Live women who are available to compete. Um, Who's your winner? Um... I'm trying to think of all the all so the women. So here's here's everyone who's confirmed: Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, uh, Natalia. Oh, Naomi. Naomi. Naomi's my pick because it's Orlando. That's she's also my pick unless Eva Marie comes back. I could totally see Didn't that. Didn't she get released? I don't think so. I think she got released a few days ago. I read something like that. I don't know, um, but I think they're going to try to light up the whole stadium, the 5 million LED lights, a, a glowy color. <laughs> that's a that's a good point. Uh, oh, no, Model Eva Marie reportedly done with WWE. Interesting. Cool, so it won't be Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be a swerve. It could be. It could also, you know, it could possibly, could be Asuka in this role. That's true. She if could she show gets... up. That is very much the fan marky like rumor prediction that's being run around right now. But then would uh if she beats Naomi, would that get her heat? She probably wouldn't beat Naomi. She'd probably beat Alexa Bliss. That's true. Um Intercontinental Championship match, which was not which was not talked about at all on SmackDown this week. Yeah. Uh we had we had wait a minute. They changed this order up. The SmackDown women's match was supposed to be on the kickoff show. Either .com is really screwing this up or it's been changed, which is possible. It's a two-hour kickoff. Who knows? Uh, Intercontinental Championship. Dean Ambrose takes on Baron Corbin. Winner and why? Baron Corbin. uh, Again, I think they're trying to really elevate him. And I think that when Cena leaves after WrestleMania, they're going to need a babyface for the world title picture. And that's probably going to be Dean Ambrose. Agree for all the same reasons. U.S. Championship match. Chris Jericho takes on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens because I think Chris Jericho is ready to go be a rock star for six months. I agree as well. Raw Championship, uh, Raw Women's Championship, Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match. Bailey is the champion against Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax. 
I don't know. I don't know. My gut says Charlotte. Um, just because you know she's the queen, she, they want to build that whole division around her, and she's been the face of it. But I could see, I could see, I couldn't really see them going with Nia Jax just yet. I could see them going with Bailey or or Sasha. But I think if they went with Sasha, it'd be a you heel literally turn. just named all four women in the match, saying I think all of them could win. No, I don't think Nia Jax will. Okay, I think that's, three of the four could win. That's definitely no. I think if Sasha wins, it'll be a heel turn. Uh, it's unlikely that Bailey will win, but. It, it depends on the placement. If we just had a heavy match where a heel just won, then they might have Bailey go over. But my original opinion is Charlotte. Uh, Sasha Banks with that heel turn, she will she will take out Bailey to win, and she'll get cheered to do it because nothing against Bailey, but people love Sasha. Yeah, Bailey hasn't really gotten over the same way. To be fair, they've very much buried her for most of the last two months. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown Live Commissioner Shane McMahon takes on AJ Styles. We talked earlier about how Shane is going to completely ruin himself in this match. Who wins? It's got to be AJ, right? I mean... Because he's AJ Styles. I would assume so, but... When has Shane ever won a match that he's actually been conscious while winning? And not like somebody draped his dead body over a different guy. That's a good point. I, I heard someone recently say he's the ultimate enhancement talent. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, I, I agree with you. I think AJ wins, but I think it's just it's a brutal match. Do you think they go for the spot? Do you think there's a huge bump? What's the tallest thing that Styles can hit the Styles Clash off of? Because I have a feeling he and Shane McMahon have had that conversation by now. Um, could he do that off like maybe off the top of the roller coaster and just like ride Shane down? <laughs> I would hope not. Um, I could see him like doing it from one of the announce tables to the next announce table. You know what I mean? Standing on one and and Styles clashing onto the other one or something like that. But that's about it. You don't want to come down elevated. I would assume not. No. Not uh, a very flat landing. Shane, don't tuck your chin. No, God, no. Non-sanctioned match. Seth Rollins takes on Triple H. Is this match going to have a referee, and who's going to win? I think the match will have a referee. Um, They might go through a referee or two, because I think it's going to be kind of a brawl all around. My goodness, that's Earl Hebner. <laughs> He's a nice guy, okay? Is he really? Yeah, he's awesome. Cool. Um, I don't know. Because is, if, is Seth really ready to come back? Because if he is, then maybe Seth would win. But if he's not, maybe Triple H wins. I have no idea. I'm going to say this Triple is... H because he's the owner of the company. <laughs> I mean, he's going to he... put himself over. Well, Triple H puts everybody else over right now. That's the he best thing. Sting. Except Sting. He puts everyone over who's younger than him. He, Yeah, I guess he put Roman over last year. I mean, technically... But I th- he did put himself in the main event last year. Yeah, well, that's always going to be the case. Except here. Here there's another main event bigger. But uh, I think Rollins wins. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like it's going to happen. Uh, I got to go with Triple H. Uh, 
All right, our power couple match. Yes, it's really called Power Couples Collide on this WWE website. With special... Hang on, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let me do this. John Cena and his and his girlfriend, Nikki Bella, take on The Miz and Maurice. And the special attraction beyond that in this match? Special guest ring announcer, Al Roker. That's right. Al Roker. So just so we're clear... I wasn't going to buy the network or WrestleMania, but now that Al Roker's going to be a special guest ring announcer, please take my money. You remember all that bit about how Miz Miz and Cena were trying to make this match something serious on SmackDown? Yeah. Then they started putting in the... Right after that is when they started putting in the Al Roker picture on on the card. Nah. Killed it. Killed it. Killed all of it. Great promos, though. Really good promos. The Miz is doing some of the best work of his career. The best work of his career. The best work of anybody in the WWE right now, I would say, promo-wise. I would say that. He's one of the few heels that gets booed. Yeah. (laughs) Him and Roman. (laughs) Roman's doing a great job. Just a a bang-up job. Speaking of Roman... Oh my gosh! I just saw what they titled the this match. <laughs> for is it called the Big Dog versus the original Big Dog? No, because it sounds but you're like half a, right. That's what they kept calling it on Raw, and it sounded like a Sonic drive-through commercial. <laughs> the original Big Dog with mustard. No, it's the Phenom versus the Big Dog. It's the it's one of the worst like. All right, so if they'd, if I feel like if he had come up with it himself, or if it was like it kind of worked with his character, that would be fine. It has nothing to do with him. They just use it constantly. I feel like at some point on Raw, either him or The Undertaker got called a panther. <laughs> and I was like, wait, panthers aren't in the canine family. No. I'm getting mixed signals. Is he a big dog or is he a big cat? Who wins, Taker or Reigns? Reigns. God, I hope not. Because I think it's Taker's last match, but I don't see why they're going to do it. I just don't get it. I feel like Reigns, like, this would just be... Reigns is going to win, and he's going to be a face, and it's going to be stupid. I have no problem with Reigns winning if he embraced the heat and became a heel. Well, There's nothing. He's not like that's what I'm saying. I 15 years into his career, that he can't go back. I don't think anybody would have a problem with that, except whoever's booking Roman Reigns, which I assume is Vince McMahon. Uh, Universal Championship match, champion Goldberg, who we've seen for like four minutes in total over the last, uh, well, since Fastlane, takes on Brock Lesnar in what we can only hope is better than their first matchup. Back at WrestleMania 20. Who wins and why? Brock. Does Brock Lesnar win in two minutes? Because I had somebody tell me that earlier. <laughs> no, I think they'll try to go eight to ten minutes. Um, I think that... And we'll see how accurate this is. I think Lesnar goes in quick with the suplexes. And takes Goldberg to Suplex City. I think there's a ref bump where Heyman gets involved and distracts the ref. 
knocks the ref out, and this allows them to brawl outside. I think Lesnar gets speared through the barricade, and then Goldberg starts working it up. Goldberg takes Lesnar back into the ring. Jackhammer, Lesnar kicks out. Goldberg goes for a second jackhammer. Lesnar slides behind F5. And then some, either that's the end or he kicks out and they just keep doing that sequence <laughs> until Lesnar wins. Just we'll jackhammer and F5. We'll see how accurate that is. Um, I, this match goes no more than 10 minutes, which is why it won't be last. It will not be last. You don't think they'll put it on last? No. I think they'll put it on third to last. Because you'll put it on third to last, and then you're going to put on one of the other lower matches. This is why I don't think this is accurate as far as the match order goes. I could see the Intercontinental title match going on in between Lesnar and Goldberg versus and Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. You think Wyatt and Orton, I think, because they can go. The only reason, like all these other matches, Triple H and Seth Rollins is not enough this year to make the main event. You're definitely not putting Cena, Bella, Miz, and Maurice in the main event. Although Cena will propose afterwards. Which is why it won't be the end of the show, because people are going to lose it. I don't think you trust... uh, Taker at 51, it's not so much trust anymore, it's just knowing that his body's just not there to put on that kind of match anymore. And I don't think Roman's the one to pull it out of him at this point in his career. That's not your last match. Well, we know it's either we know we have three options for what's going to close the show. It's either going to be Goldberg, Lesnar, Orton, Wyatt, or Reigns, Undertaker. We know that no other match is, has a chance of closing the show. Correct. So we're going to put that women's championship, SmackDown Women's Championship. We'll close it just to get Charlotte Flair away from her dream of Charlotte wants to be the first woman to, to main event at WrestleMania. I mean, I, I really it. actually would like to see that one day. This is not that day. I could see it if it probably on the tail end of her career, maybe her retirement match. If her whole career is as grandiose as it has been. And they host it in that, the stadium that the Carolina Panthers play in. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Lesnar wins by the way. Um, Bray Wyatt takes on Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. This has been the funkiest build I've ever seen to a championship match, or at least in a long time. Who wins and why? Yeah, I think the build was a good idea at the start. I'm not sure if I was am with them with, through the execution. I think if it goes last, Orton wins. If it doesn't go last, Wyatt wins. Because they want a strong lasting image what could be a stronger lasting image than a lone spotlight on bray wyatt with fireflies seventy thousand fireflies around him i think they can get that in the mid card and i think that we see the hardys show up on tuesday Mm, future booking um my heart says Bray Wyatt. My head says Randy Orton. So Randy Orton probably wins this match. And that oh. ends up being the last shot with him holding up the title and yeah. posing. I and- can see WrestleMania going off the air with him doing that. And if anybody wonders why Randy Orton is in the main event or going over and the last thing you see on WrestleMania, 
please go back and remember that he allowed Brock Lesnar to split his forehead open with an elbow. He <laughs> did the business a favor, and this is the return. That's a good point. As much as I would like to see Bray Wyatt host, hold an actual long-term title here, long-term title run, I just can't see it. So you want to talk about fantasy booking. What if Finn Balor comes back at WrestleMania? Won't happen. To lead the club. Won't happen till later on. Because <laughs> that would be great, except for you know that match is going to be in the daylight, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That match will be daylight. If the uh, if the Triple H Rollins match is at night, I could see Samoa Joe interfering and Finn Balor interfering to I, save Seth. I've seen that. I, I've seen I, or I've thought about that. I don't think there's enough kayfabe reason that you could possibly explain why Balor is helping Rollins. The next they night they did have the NWO help Sting. That's a good point. <laughs> Although I feel like it's a way different story. That was just WCW versus WWE in 20, what was that, 2014? Yeah, 14 years too late. (laughs) All right, that's it. We're done. We're going home. Um, Anyways, uh, that will do it for us this week. Um, We will eventually start doing these to time like we're supposed to. Wait, what are we at now? Hour 20. Oh, gosh. And Let's we did a half plus. hour with Killian. <laughs> Which Whatever. may never see the light of day. <laughs> Whatever. Just put it up. Whatever. I'm... Let's, let's just wrap it up. Okay. Um, so, uh, I know you're not wrestling this weekend, because we are going to be watching, we and some f- close friends of ours. We are holding like a 72-hour rager <laughs> that's going to be finished with WrestleMania for eight hours. <laughs> It's going to be eight hours. Like You've got to drink because it it's eight hours. I don't drink. We, well, I'm saying the editorial you. Oh, the editorial me. Okay. The editorial. I think he means you people. Hi, Killian. Um, if you're still listening at this point. Um, anyways, uh, do, you don't have it. Do you have anything the following weekend? Yeah. Uh, April 8th, I'll be in Dover, Delaware with Rampage Pro Wrestling back at the Delaware Agricultural Museum. Uh, it's going to be crazy. So come check it out. Uh, plug your, plug your social media, (laughs) whatever that's called at Lee Brando underscore on Instagram and Twitter on Instagram. You'll see me post about being ketogenic and on Twitter, you'll see me post about not having enough followers. Uh, so you can fix that. I'm also on Facebook. Uh, just search Lee Brando and you'll find me pretty obvious i'm not uh i'm not a indonesian man um i'm the other lee brando uh and i think that's all oh i'm on snapchat uh not on grinder uh this is starting to go off the rails i think that's all the social media i have okay all right what about for the show i'm getting there (laughs) i was trying to set you up for it come on ryan you can (laughs) follow the show at (laughs) Uh, you can follow the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash Barricade Show. Follow us on Twitter, at Barricade Show. Follow us. Uh, give us a listen over on SoundCloud. Uh, just search for Over the Barricade Podcast or soundcloud.com slash Barricade Show. Search for us on iTunes, Over the Barricade Show Podcast. Um, this episode... Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Go full Dave Meltzer and give us those five stars. Uh, and... 
Next week, we'll take a look at some of the fallout of WrestleMania. We won't have any independent shows to talk about immediately, except NXT. Except NXT. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe we'll have a guest. Maybe we'll uh, maybe I'll reach out to uh, one of my independent brothers, and we can get him on the show. Or see if we can get Kill- her. Maybe get Killian to come back and do a real interview. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, Killian. Uh, all right, that's it for us. Uh, this has been the Over the Barricade podcast. We'll see you next week. 